And welcome to the Star Wars Weekly Podcast, where each week, my friends, Adam, Grant, and myself, Ben, talk about the week in Star Wars news, and generally many other Star Wars-related ideas, themes, and theories. This week, Grant will take us through the core world news headlines, and we'll also uh, be looking at Solo in preparation for next week's release. Um, If you want to join the conversation, please send us transmissions to at SWWeeklyPod on Twitter, or the Star Wars Weekly at Instagram, or just uh, email us at the Star Wars Weekly Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Grant, what happened in the galaxy this week? Yeah, very cool. Lots of news this week. Uh, on the red carpet, John Favreau said he's halfway done writing his series, his uh, TV series for uh, the Disney streaming network, and uh, it's set seven years after the Battle of Yavin. Uh, that would be about around four years after Return of the Jedi. So that's really cool to yeah, get a timeline on that. One year after the Battle of Jakku. Oh, right. Is uh, what right. I understand. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so, okay. yeah interesting point in time. Yeah, there's a lot of open ground there to play with, right? Because there's not much after the Battle of Jakku that we hear about. Right. right. We've got... Yeah. Yeah. Cause, so that would be after Aftermath. Yeah. Because the, yeah. Yeah, the climax of the Aftermath the, series takes place is, is on Jakku, the Battle of Jakku. Right? Yeah. 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 And do we think he's going to focus on the Unknown Regions and the rise of the First Order and old uh, Imperial outposts and things like that? Or do you think he's going to go with you know another whole band of you know ragtag bounty hunters or smugglers and go on an adventure just elsewhere in space that yeah. doesn't have to do with you know, my gut reaction was that i was like ah my you know my prayers have been answered and it's going to be a you know mon mothma and wedge antilles sort of <laughs> you know star fighter combat gritty sort of story but like if you know the if jaku's already in the rear right. mirror then i mean it would either be a really boring sort of like trying to pull you know political show would be like west wing in space with like them trying you know mon mothma trying to pull together a new republic um or it could be the origins of the first order um, which that is a lot more sexy to me yeah it's cool and i want to see that done but i just i feel like faber is going to go another direction i feel like it's just going to be a fun adventurous joyride of a series and and be more like a solo star wars story in my mind that's what i'm thinking he might do so i think you're totally yeah. right man like right because he's you know he loves the the classic original trilogy era right. um and it's just like there's everything else we've gotten as far as spinoffs in the disney era have been built around a major event right yeah. you know clone wars around the clone wars and the fall of anakin skywalker um rebels is leading up to the ultimate battle of yavin um but this it's sort of like you know, it doesn't, you know, maybe they'll be flashing back to other things that have happened. Um, I mean, this could actually be my other favorite thing. I mean, what if what if it's a Luke Skywalker story? I mean, yeah. it, it'd be insane to recast Luke Skywalker as in live action. I mean, not insane, but pretty, that'd be yeah. brave. That'd be, yeah. that'd be brave. But that, I mean, that's one of the other things I want to see. That's the other thing that's happening, right? Luke Skywalker right. is just you know, roaming the, the regions, but right. that doesn't feel like something Favreau would do either. He feels you like know? a Han Solo guy to me. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I can't totally. explain it, but yeah. he just, I, just, I think the, the Iron Man script I was going to say, really because of Iron Man. Yeah. Like Iron right. Man yeah. is that kind of cocky, you exactly. know, but flawed character with exactly. heart. Um, yeah, Ben, I think you really made an interesting point, which I knew, but never really thought about, right? We have the Rebellion 1, Mm-hmm. They're no longer the rebellion at this point, right? At this yeah. point in time, they're the, the new new republic. new republic. There is no empire. They're the remnants are out licking their wounds, right? And so you're right. There's not a lot of ground there. Um, definitely room for bounty hunters, but you know, as we learn in in the in a lot of the comics, notice that the bounty hunters are are thriving when we see them because of in the wartime. empire, yeah, in wartime. Right. And now that it's peacetime, there's not a lot of room for them to, to yeah. run around. I mean. Mm-hmm. We had uh, offline. We had jokingly text each other about, "Is this going to be our, you know, Rogue Squadron slash Wedge show yeah. that we all kind of want?" But 
And who are they going to be fighting? Just pirates? I, yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know. They're, I mean, at this point, Mon Mothma is actively demilitarizing, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Right, that's um, how we get to where we yeah. get to. Yeah. So I think it's either it's either Luke Skywalker's yeah. vision quest, which I would love, the yeah. rise of the First Order, or yeah, I mean, there's always room for pirates and bounty hunters, even yeah. even in you yeah, know, peacetime. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, it's a big galaxy, right? There's yeah. literally, you know, and it, I mean, it'd be cool. Maybe he creates a whole new cast of characters, which is most likely, and there's some other thing happening. You know, and he, he really starts yeah. fresh and he's like, oh, I want this to happen. But, it, you know, some other, you know, non Skywalker related story, but happens uh, elsewhere. It'd be smart for them to do that. Not to I, I think every time we talk about this, I kind of go back to the Marvel model and, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And if you watch the progression of that show, it, it, it suffered from placing itself concurrently with the movies because mm-hmm. it had to always react to what the movies were doing. And then the movie studio ended up there's like the redheaded stepchild of Marvel is, yeah. is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they were just like now they're doing time travel and all this other stuff because yeah. they're like, just get out of our sandbox and get away <laughs> from what we're doing. Yeah. And so you're right by putting in a time period we don't know a lot about, but also maybe having the story just be somewhere else in the galaxy that it's whatever's going to happen. Those events don't necessarily affect the overall right, politics, right. but still meaningful to those characters would be yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah. I just listened to our pitch episode, episode five for mm. our listeners. Um, and you, Adam brought up the idea of maybe a story that, that, that shows us how, uh, Luke's lightsaber. Wound yeah, up coming mm. to, to yeah, was my anthology pitch. <laughs> right, yeah. anthology. Yeah. Pitch. Oh, that's a good and one too. Either, I mean, we could either see the lights, the story of the lightsaber, mm. or maybe the Falcon when it's lost to Duquesne and oh, where it there is you go. in that little you yeah. know, chunk yeah. of time that we know it's off the you know out of the out of the scene. So that would be wild if it was like about an object and it's just like its yeah. journey. You know, the the force right. taking this yeah. object. I, so, you know, back to its owner all the yeah, way through yeah. thirty years of wherever it's starting in best been free fall right. not to repitch my pitch but i just think it's it works because it allows you to play with tone from episode to episode right. kind of like black mirror does in that way yeah. that some black mirror episodes are wow. extremely depressing they're all depressing they're just on a scale mm-hmm. of how depressing they are but some of them are lighter or at least yeah. more funny or interesting and you could do that with with the lightsaber with the falcon right you yeah. have these different stories that that some are very totally I mean, serious and other ones are lighter we know they've been they've probably built like three or four falcons by this point so it's yeah. oh yeah easy zero cost yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool to think about. We're just, I mean, there's, there's rumblings that maybe Dash Rendar, maybe Iden mm. Versio might appear in these shows. I mean, they could easily cast the actress, uh, Janina Gavalkar. Yeah, I, to, I, to, I had the right? feeling she'd love to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be great. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Battlefront news, uh, Battlefront 2, uh, the first wave of content for the Han Solo season just dropped today. Mm-hmm. Uh, new UI, new skins, new game modes. Why don't you take us through that, Ben? Yeah, so um, this was, you know, generally underwhelming when we heard the release because it was just, you know, one new map, uh, two new skins. and um, But sort of under the radar was the new UI. And um, when you actually see the UI, it is breathtaking okay. and game-changing. And I, I think it's sort of designed to really show off the skins because this is how they're going to generate money for the new content is going to be selling, um, you know, cosmetic appearances. Um, and so you can really see how good the skins look now. Um, they've taken away the old sort of grainy holograph and really just show in large close-up um, how beautiful these renderings are. So um, it's cool. So it looks beautiful now. The new uh, user interface is great. They did a, mon- a bunch of you know uh, patches on some um, playability, um, and yeah, and the you know it's, it's great to see Jabba's Palace again. And then there's a new game mode. Um, which is uh, a team uh, teamed up hero mode two v two, and it is you know once one of your teammates is dead, you don't get to respawn. It's just like until the other one's uh, gone. I only got a, I was only able to play one match before this, and it was very difficult, <laughs> um, especially if you're light side because the dark side heroes are super strong, and right. uh, yeah, but you know. Difficulty is what makes games fun. Is that how it always works too? Light side versus dark side? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, not awesome. sort of a free-for-all. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, super great. But um, yeah, generally, you know, so they have a new thing. Um, if you, to earn an emote, you need to get 10 victories <laughs> as uh, as Luke Skywalker and Rey as a uh, master mm-hmm. and apprentice team up. Um, cool. And Rey is probably the strongest light side hero in the game. She's... She's the only one that can sort of take on Vader head to head. And I don't know what that means in a larger context, but <laughs> now that we have the unified world um, under Kathleen Kennedy, we know it means something. Yeah. 
Yeah, things don't happen by accident. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love that. And speaking of Kathleen Kennedy, uh, lots of uh, online news outlets were reporting that the next standalone movie is going to be Lando, and uh, and then another news outlet, I believe, corrected that and said, you know, uh, she was misquoted. It's she would like to do a Lando film right. in the future. And so we all would like that to. could mean yeah. <laughs> the next standalone is going to be Lando or it could be something else. So, but um, in the future, that's that sounds promising. So super yeah. excited for that. And I can't wait to see Donald Glover's performance. And I'm, what do you guys think a Lando movie could be? Where, where do you think it could go? Like what, what do you think could happen? Well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, <laughs> I was I was in my mind while you we were talking. I was thinking of all the wild speculation that's already occurring about Solo this week. And right. by the way, listeners, we're going to talk about none of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we'll talk about it next week when we actually know what it is. But you know, my thought was that I, I think your two breakout characters are going to be Lando and L three, based on yeah. based on yeah. just reading the book last shot and watching the previews. And as we talked about, both of those actors are just brilliant. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you get that's got to be the core. You know, you get Han and Chewie, you're going to get Lando and L3 from now on. I feel like that's going to be something there. That would be if, something. If L3 survives, we don't right. know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, coming at, from a bald guy that wears headphones all the time, I, I'd love to see Lobot <laughs> yeah. right, as right, a right. sidekick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good call. And uh, I, I always identify with him because I'm like, well, if I it's the only guy I could really <laughs> cosplay as effectively. Yeah. Um, but he is a cool character, so yeah. he's another good sidekick. But I, I think you're totally right with L3. I, I feel like after Rogue One and how everyone loved um, the... Uh, K2SO. K2SO, yeah. that, um, you know, they're like, hey, we've got something here. Droids are really, you know, are, are part of this. And it seems like they put a lot of depth into yeah. L3's character. Well, the Kathleen Kennedy era, like or the, the Disney era, is all droids. Like BB-8. BB-8 yeah. was like, mm. I had my BB-8 like a uh, remote controlled droid before I'd even seen that movie. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I got it upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it could be cool to see how he becomes the administrator on Bespin yeah. or just explore yeah. how he gets into gas mining or whatever yeah. he was doing. Right. Like, Reading Last Shot really elucidated, uh, elucidated, I think that's a word, yeah. um, Lando for me in, in a whole new way. It sort of really just put gave it a brand new perspective where yeah. he's kind of a genius. And I mean, he yes, is. he's a hustler. Yeah. Um which we and a scoundrel, but it seems like he sort of he tried to turn another leaf, and it's like he he had such a varied past that I'm sure it's always going to be catching up to him, which is, will be good for content. But he's smart, and um, he's you know got style, and uh, he'd be a fun guy to see sort of yeah. game the the uh, galaxy and, and we, the system. We talked about this a bit, you know, when we talked about Lando. It's kind of funny to say, but my thought of Lando is if he didn't have morals, which is, is a funny thing to say about because something we most equate him with is, is selling out yeah. Han and Leia. But that movie, 15 minutes later, like 15 yeah. minutes later, he's helping. You know, yeah. he's back. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if, if Lando had no morals, he'd be the most successful man in the galaxy. Right. <laughs> yeah, he totally yeah. could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's sort of crazy that he's still there, but he was just yeah. like, oh, and he, yeah. and he came back. I mean, he easily would have been like, I don't want to be around them. That Wookiee's going to rip my arms yeah, off. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he came back and, and did some good things. Seems like the past few weeks, we can't stop talking about Lando. Right. Yeah. I know we focused on him first, but, um, you know, Kathleen's onto something. It's no mystery, especially if you've got Donald Glover working yeah. on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, Billy D, man, looking good on the red carpet. Yeah, he is. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. like to, I mean, he's getting an episode nine shape. He's, he, I hope he is. <laughs> I hope he is because he would really be. I mean, I think it would be important for Disney, important yes. for for African Americans, uh, you know, important well, for the galaxy to to have him play a major positive role in right. that film. Yeah. I think at this point he has to be in episode nine because of how popular Lando is already, yeah. and how yeah. popular he that character will be after this. That they'd be yeah. shooting themselves in the foot not to have a Lando appearance in episode nine. Right. And and, and Ben, I agree with you. He needs to have a significant role. I think. I think it's. I and, think I mean, if he's owed. not written into the script already, they're they're not shooting until next uh, till July. Right. So they he got could time. be written in. You know, yeah. If, if Lando does explode after this film, and everyone yeah. wants more Lando, so as massive as the Disney Lucasfilm machine is, they seem rather agile and yeah. fluid. And yeah. you know, with things like Favreau and yeah. you know um, what we just read about, or, or what I just read about Paul Bettany. Is you know it's just people coming to them being like you know I would love to yeah. do this and then being like all right let's see let's talk yeah. and they you know they talk to each other and they go did you see that Paul Bettany quote I didn't no so I just read this today sorry I referenced something that I thought I told you about um, but uh, he apparently he just reached out he just reached out to Ron 
and was like sent a text that said, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing because it was adorable, but uh, and I, I can't remember it perfectly. But he was just like, he's like, you know what I'd love most in the world is, is to, to be in a Star Wars film. And like Ron was just like, all right, well, I'll talk to you soon. And, and we know, uh, you know he's like, I'll get back yeah. to you. Yeah. And they've, you know, yeah. they've done, you know, done work together. And then, yeah. you know, the rest is history. He's in the movie, so uh, pretty cool. Cool. It'd be cool to see him in a villain role, right? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. He's pretty much always a good guy in Ron's movies. Oh, except for uh, the Da Vinci Code. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, probably where they're, yeah. that's probably where they're pulling from. Yeah. I'll bet um, he's having a heck of a year, though, right? Yeah, he he's is. in yeah. Avengers, and now he's in yeah. uh, in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. That's where the like, two biggest franchises going right now. Yeah, good for him. So the other rumblings for a standalone movie is all about the Kenobi movie. The uh, the movie that will focus on Obi-Wan. Uh, could be young Obi-Wan. Could be uh, Obi-Wan on Tatooine, watching over Luke. So uh, there's a lot of uh, rumors swirling about that. And they started swirling after Ewan McGregor showed up at the red carpet for Solo. <laughs> yeah. That's when yeah. everyone kind of saw that. He looked yeah. dapper. He looked good. He looked like he was in physical good good shape to go do yeah. more lightsaber fighting or Whatever. do more uh, yeah. gallivanting yeah. as a Jedi. He does so appear cool. to be perfect, like... Um, exiled mm-hmm. obi-wan you know or ben kenobi yeah. really. um he, he looks like he'd be he'd be perfect for it and everyone loved his his acting so yeah that would be good i love that idea i love that idea i have yeah. you know yeah many very precise ideas for that film. but <laughs> and I mean, from and from an actor standpoint i mean he was one of the few people that seemed to leave the prequels happy with having worked on the prequels right he yeah. loved it i mean he, he loved, loved every minute of it and 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 he's only talked positive about the experiences yeah. for the most part and, and really just wants to he's always talked about i'd always be up for doing more you know so yeah i i i definitely could see a movie like that just being i mean really what solo appears to be now and we'll know for sure next week but of, of you know Sergio Leone meets Akira Kurosawa, right? You know, good, the bad, and the ugly on Tatooine, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, dealing with whatever, and maybe it goes outside of Tatooine a little bit. But there's so many stories you could tell with him, and right. it doesn't even need to be, you know, it, it can be very introverted. And you've got the acting prowess with right. with Evan to, to have sort of a slow, contemplative movie there, um, dealing with Tuscan Raiders and. Yeah. Um, it, it could be the mo- most faithful to kind of Kurosawa's hidden fortress in that yes. like mm. Luke would be the princess yeah. and instead of the bodyguard, you know, yes. making himself uh, 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 or, uh, you know, showing himself to Luke, he's more in the hiding and protecting Luke from the, the behind the scenes. And I feel like uh, I feel like the film could, you know, highlight the first time Luke learns about old Ben, you know, like yeah. he finally figures out this hermit's watching over me or just just figures out he's living down the, down the road. But um who do you think could be the villain of that film? Hmm. Oof, it's tough. It would be tough to get a villain strong enough. I mean, you could have sort of a near brush with the Empire yeah. that may yeah. out him. That's always, you know, that's always a possibility. So that's what I was thinking. I was thinking I maybe mean, you could even do Darth Vader. Really. Yeah, you could, like he but... could come back and like you know some way to sort of you know have him not find out there's a boy named Skywalker living yeah. on the outskirts, or not go back to that farm and kill everyone, which I think he would be inclined to do. It might be fun if it's like an Imperial inspector like in the vein of Sherlock yeah. Holmes oh, and yeah. uh, and this character maybe is tasked to go to Tatooine to find four sensitives and does a midi chlorine reading on Luke yeah. and then figures out that it's the same reading that you would get from you know someone as strong as Darth Vader and then before that person can report to yeah. the Empire right. they're yeah. involved with Tusken Raiders they're involved with Obi-Wan and right. they, they, crate dragons yeah. exactly and uh, so, that yeah. could be cool yeah that it could be, be something great idea. I like that idea of having kind of an I like a, I would like a there. female Sherlock Holmes too I, mm. I'm, I'm kind of tired oh. of the, the male Sherlock Holmes we're so. all set for a female Imperial officer they've yeah. done such good work with those characters in the yeah. comics and in the books and like and just get one in film and I think what would be interesting is we kind of talked a bit about this idea of Grant used to kind of being tasked to go to Tatooine and my thought was like what if this is someone who messed up some point in their career and is now being stationed on Tatooine as a punishment Right. Well, that's right. That's actually what you know. Yeah. When I was originally thinking of this film, I was thinking maybe this inspector is you know under the direct supervision of the emperor, mm. and maybe uh, there's some jealousy or envy from Vader, yeah. and Vader goes, "Oh, hey, why you don't go. you go to this place that has only yielded <laughs> me pain in my life yeah. because yeah. I hate you for the you know yeah. for getting all have the, fun uh, down there, like sand, the emperor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, find yeah. someone that hates sand as much as him, because and then send them there. I think that would be really that's interesting, organic, right? That's it an is. organic storyline. And the fact that the person is is have lost favor of of the empire, not quite sure how they're feeling about the empire, but wants to use this to their advantage. Hmm. 
it also plays out why that person would just go running back and say, hey, look, I found Obi-Wan right. Kenobi or look, I found this force sensitive. It could be very clearly that that Sherlock Holmes type person trying to figure right. out and once figuring out what do I do with this information now? And right. then, yeah. At the same time, I mean, I don't know how much overlap this will have with, with Solo, but I feel like if if we do get a kind of female Sherlock Holmes character and maybe there's some kind of uh, some rom- romance between her and Obi-Wan, but yeah. she cares more about her prestige with the empire mm-hmm. and betrays mm-hmm. obi-wan and goes i'm gonna go report this right you know that could be interesting as well well the, the sherlock holmes characters i mean they i feel like the people that would be tasked to do that and like it would be cool to see an imperial you know female officer but i feel like it'd be more likely to either be a an inquisitor because that's what they were designed to right. do yeah, yeah right. point. or be a bounty hunter because that's also the sort of things they do but it could be you know one of these yeah. um Cha Chatna or like mm-hmm. yeah. um I'm I think I'm destroying her name, but like one of these female bounty hunters sure. that would be, you know, sent out there and then they see what they're up against and they're like, Oh boy. Yeah. Um but I mean, you know, it could definitely be an officer that to mix it up. And I'm sure that, you yeah. know, like you said, if like it was someone that's like a rival or it's someone mm-hmm. messing with Tarkin right. and he's like, All right, I'll do you a solid Tarkin and get this person off your back for you. Yeah. Um you know, they they definitely could have legs in that direction too. Yeah. And not to drop the Boba Fett bomb, but you can always go Boba, F- Boba Fett. We already right. saw him right. on Tatooine in the comics, yeah. having a showdown with a blind uh, Luke Skywalker. Oh, really? That's how they get it. That's how they got around it in the comics because you get Luke's uh, blind, right. and Boba Boba Fett in the comics is the one who actually brings Darth Vader Luke's name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's how he right. finds out. He finds out through Boba Fett that Luke Skywalker is still alive. So right. we get a lot. Of, we get a lot of Boba Fett on Tatooine in the movies and the comics. So yeah, but. I'm a little bobbed out after this week on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool if, I mean, if we're really going down this road of this inspector kind of going to find this force sensitive, it would be mm-hmm. cool if maybe they do make contact with Vader and it's just this blurry, you know, gnarled, mm-hmm. static yeah. hologram of Vader that appears mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan just kind of right nearby and you just kind of get that brief moment yeah. of like, yeah. oh, they, he recognizes that Vader's still out there and still looming. Well, that would work really well, Grant, because we get to the point where oh. when, when Obi-Wan meets vader again in the death star there's recognition there and granted it could be because he feels his own old apprentice but it almost right. just seems he's not surprised that this person he left burning to death right you know he is this, and, and this so, hulking and, monster yeah. you know and granted it could have seemed through the news feeds or the hollow feeds or what have you but i like mm-hmm. that idea of it mm-hmm. being more personal and him actually having close a close call with him or a close contact with him and seeing right. that and also kind of i don't think it was shown in rebels um, but this could be, they could show the moment that Obi-Wan realizes that Anakin Skywalker lived. Yeah. Right. And yeah. is now Darth Vader in that suit. I yeah. mean, I guess, does, did he know he was named Vader when they were fighting? I don't yeah, think he, he does. He does. I think the Hall of, exactly. oh, all of the, 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 Lord the security. Yeah. So that's when he finds out. You're right. You're right. So I guess it would have to be like, oh, you're, you know, what you were yeah. saying. Yeah. But you we know. also don't know how much of a Vader character is, how much Vader is actually known to the general populace. Yeah. You know, right. in terms of he's kind of whispered about, I feel like. Right. And you only get to know him if things are going real bad for you. Right. Um, coming out. And also, it yeah. seemed like in the, the early stages that he was running a lot of errands. And, you know, he had a lot yeah. of side quests that, right. that Palpatine was, you know, putting yep. in front of him to really get him in shape to be that, you know, right yeah. hand of the Empire. Yeah. Um, and the comics right now, he's just running through all the Jedi that are left. Um, yeah. Uh, what about Ahsoka? Hmm. Hmm. A on film? Yeah, or, or on, 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 on in Kenobi. Like Ooh. we know at this point she's around the galaxy, right? Yeah. And there'd be something about her and like her is basically Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Right. Right. And they that character's so beloved. I keep yeah. expecting her to pop up in I don't know, maybe she's in solo for all I know, but I keep expecting her to pop up in something. Yeah. Do you think she would be CG or do you think they'd actually get the voice uh, actress to oh. play the part? Oh, good call. I don't know. I think she could do it. Yeah, she could right? do it. Okay. Yeah. That would yeah. be cool if they used her because she's, I mean, she's synonymous with yeah, the character wow. now. And she looks she physically does. like like her, right? so much she makeup. Cosplays, she cosplays yeah. like a so Yeah, It could even be a blend, too, of like, they could yeah. do mocap dots yeah. and kind of really totally. map out an alien face on yeah. her frame. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Right, because how did they do Tegrudas in, um, in the prequels? Were they all, were they um, practical effects or were they CG? They looked practical to me, but that also could have been. They could have been. Most of it was practical. At least the face was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe it's similar to Grant, what you're uh, suggesting. I'm, I'm wary to say anything was practical in the prequels. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. True. 
Irregardless, yeah. I'm sure they'd figure something out. And make uh, yeah, it look I'm great. sure we're not. <laughs> yeah, and yes, that I, irregardless was used ironically. Sorry, I don't actually right. speak <laughs> that way. And if, and if in the Kenobi film it is, I don't know if we're, I don't want to go back to this, but the Inspector, if it is an Inspector character, yeah. it would make it difficult for Obi Wan to to get to end the investigation or, or dispatch this this kind of uh, Inspector. You know, yeah. he wouldn't kill her, or, right? You know, it would just. Would, there would be a complex solution to that yeah. matter, which I would yeah. be super interested in seeing. Yeah, you know, and, so. and Grant, like the fact that you kind of talk about them having a bit of a personal connection or a yeah. personal connection developing, right? Because that would seem something that Obi-Wan would do, would want to right. save that person, right? Yeah. To right. Like try to help that person away from the Empire. Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's, yeah, because he's got to create another way. Well, he's all, yeah. he has all the knowledge of the Tusken Raiders in mm. A New Hope. It makes me think that maybe he had, you know, used yeah. his knowledge in a yeah. previous storyline to maybe trap this trap this inspector or kill this ins- have the Tuscans yeah. do the dirty work for yeah. him or something you know but the uh did you guys read uh Kenobi the the now way back when yeah, yeah. way back yeah. yeah yeah so yeah right when it came out mm-hmm. but yeah. it's, it's no longer canon but it was a fantastic book yeah and I forgot who actually wrote it um but it it read beautifully and it actually would work as a script it I mean mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be the most exciting movie I don't think but it, it right. works with more you know Tatooine politics and right he's sort of it was a great book, but it was yeah. sort of, you know, it probably wouldn't wouldn't do that. But, the, I mean, there's, spoiler alert, there's one point in which um, the Tusken Raiders try to recruit him to make him a Tusken. Hmm. And he contemplates right. what his life would be like. Right. <laughs> and be like, yeah, he's like, no, no, I'm good with that. But, I mean, it, it would have been actually be a great disguise if he wanted to be out there. Yeah. Sort of, you know, but, I mean, as they're looting and destroying camps, a problem that isn't really Obi-Wan yes. Kenobi's way. Uh, John Jackson Miller was John the Jackson author who, Thank you. who did a lot of the uh, Knights of the Old Republic comics, which explains oh, why okay. I like them so much. Um, yeah, you know, not to get negative, but like things I don't want to see. Um, mostly I just, I don't want to see Obi-Wan off of Tatooine. I want it to yeah. be completely self-contained. Okay. Like, because in my mind, yeah. though I think Lucas has like refuted this at some point, like when he was, when he was still, he said that Obi-Wan still had one major adventure in his life after. Mm. Wow. But at, my thought is just like, to my my mind is once he lands on on Tatooine, Tatooine the there. last time he ever leads it leaves it is in the Millennium Falcon and yeah. that's it yeah. yeah I mean he would risk losing Luke if he left the planet yeah. something could happen the know? only way he might be able to get away with it if is is if it was Ahsoka right she has right. that dope ship yeah. and um or something with Leia yeah and if a new love interest Leia. is explored how do you feel about you know Obi Wan and Satine it, does that rewrite anything does that work for you if there, if there is another Oh, another like yeah, so besides, someone besides after Satine, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you know that'd be great. He's yeah. like free of the Jedi Order. Yeah, you know, he's. I, I think you know it's good to flesh out. I, I don't like thinking about the Jedi as these like monks that like yeah. with these chests that like mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. Christian monks that like yeah. you know it, it it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, especially with you know Luke later like instantly falling in love with Princess Leia before he knows. Obviously, yeah. she's her sister, and you know it's just like it's just a natural thing. So yeah. I think it would be cool. It'd be funny if you know she, you know, he makes a Satine reference though, or like yeah. in privately, it's just oh, like, cool. oh, you remind me of someone. Yeah, and yeah, uh, that would be great. That would but, be uh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Um, my final note will be that uh, on on the Kenobi film is I think it would work better as a one hour drama, uh, only because I'm, I'm watching Westworld right now, and there's just so <laughs> many beautiful yeah. landscape shots, and I'm yeah. just like you're. There could you could really capitalize on shooting more of the desert yep. than we've ever seen before, and I, I think it would make a great one hour drama, like you know, an eight parter. Oh yeah, high production value. Oh, that'd be crazy. It yeah. would be. It could be really gorgeous. But um, I'll settle yeah. for a movie. I'll settle for yeah. a movie. So. But and that seems to be you know television doing a lot of those those yeah. they limited series now. They don't call them mini series anymore. Limited right. series, right? Would work mm-hmm. and not not to be like the the you know boring you know numbers guy, but from a production standpoint so much more doable than some of the other star wars stuff right you don't yeah. have high production values you just right. need the location you just need a desert area right which is readily available in los angeles LA, yeah. yeah um yeah would be would be super great yeah you're right i mean in, in disney's you know they already have one the favreau live action right. um that's ready to go and then like i'm sure they want more content they might as well yeah. have a couple of star wars shows on there yeah it's a big galaxy like you said yeah yeah and the more the, the more the merrier I wish EA would get the message on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> E3. We're gonna get that we got E3. We're going to get the or is E3's coming up. We're going to yeah. get game yeah. We're going to figure out at least one of those other things. So hopefully response close. So that's it for news. Do you want to uh, take us into our next segment? Yeah, sure. So we're going to do another character study. And we've done three. Um, 
so and, and interspersed with the prequels. So um, I don't have the episode numbers, but we we talked about Lando and we talked about Chewie, and now we're going to talk about uh, Han, the man himself, uh, before his movie comes out next week. Um, and it's interesting because we were just talking off mic before this. Is it sort of there's actually been limited Han coverage leading up to this because you know this new movie is going to be sort of the benchmark and the, the framework of um, you know, of Han and and what right. we know um, yeah. afterwards. But um, what, what did you guys find out? What sort of things did you look into um, when researching Han Solo? Want to go first? Sure. I, I've been, you know, I tend to delve into the comics, and that's probably where Han's been dealt with the most in the new canon. Um, but to be honest, they didn't do a lot with him. When they use mm-hmm. him, he's great, but he's, he's... The comics, for the most part, take place between A New Hope and Empire, right? So you right. get that year. And... and and we think about, like, the Han we get at the beginning of Empire isn't all that different from the Han that we left. Yeah. You know, except clearly there had been some flirtation. between, yeah. And that's what we get in all the comics. Like, all mm-hmm. the comics ends with near kisses between the two of them. Or, like, mm-hmm. the Han Solo miniseries, which is a really fun read, but from a character standpoint, didn't do a ton. Yeah. You literally have them almost touching hands. It's like, <laughs> wow. like that's the payoff after five, five issues. Yeah. Um, so... You know, not a ton there. He's a great character, and he always adds. But like, you get a lot more Luke in those in those books mm-hmm. because yeah. you get Luke. Luke is definitely different by the time he starts Empire. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really more focusing on him. Yeah. And there's a uh, aren't they actually hurting nerfs at one point in in the comics? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the Star Wars. Nerf one of the main Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's yeah because it's pre yeah. Uh, Empire, so that sets the precedent for being called a nerf herder. Yeah. yeah, I went back to kind of looking at the inception of the character himself and kind of exploring, you know, what he is as an archetype and what he means to the trilogy, to the original trilogy and all the films uh, as a whole. But um, he really, a lot of people will credit that the kind of worn out, you know, uh, lived in clunky technology and aesthetic of the sets and ships and environments really make this uh, galaxy feel real. Yeah. And I would argue that you know, not only that, but I also Han Han Solo as a character makes the galaxy feel real Mm -hmm. in that he's the least likely to believe in the fiction of the Jedi or of this kind of dynamic, you know, fantasy galaxy. He's the least likely to believe in this kind of stuff. Yet he's operating within it as if it's just everyday life. And it's just, it's an awesome character to have in a fantasy universe. It really sells the universe to... to, (laughs) the viewer, the audience, the re- the reader, whatever medium. But um, yeah, I just love that. And then the kind of the in media red storytelling that Star Wars, you know, does so well. Uh, it, it's it's just perfect in Han's introduction. Like he's already wanted by a bunch of guys who, they, yeah, you know, he right. owes money to someone. He's just, he, he missed out on a, I guess he dropped the ball on a smuggler's run before the, yeah. the, the, the film even starts. It's like just, it's, we're just in the action yeah. with this guy. He's just struggling yeah. to survive. And I was just like, this is awesome. This is just, he really just adds so much to the uh, the films. So yeah, you know, and I'll say that you know the the Han Solo I think it was miniseries five issues for uh, Marvel came out last year. It's definitely a fun read, and there's a couple of character beats there where a lot of it. There's one line I think where Leia says because it's it's after A New Hope, and Leia's like, if you haven't gotten the money you needed to pay Java back at this point, <laughs> yeah. you're either a horrible smuggler or something else is going on. And that something else is going on seems to be clearly what, what they're trying to paint. Because if you look at, like, why would he still be there, right? At right. the end, like, yes, he comes back and saves Luke because he's not a complete a-hole, right? right. But, like, at the end of, uh, there's still no reason for him. He doesn't really necessarily believe in the rebellion. He's just there to help out a friend who is right. Luke, Right. And at some point, he's still hanging around. He does leave. He does. He is trying to leave. But from what you get from the comics, he's been quote unquote trying to leave between right. a new hope. So he definitely is. You get a lot of these internal struggles, and we got that in last uh, last shot even, which mm-hmm. is twenty. No, what? How many years later? Uh, After a new hope. Yeah, five. Well, ten maybe. Right? Because Ben ten is years, yeah. about ten years. And still, most of his internal monologue is, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. (laughs) And you get that internal monologue in a lot of the comics. He he just never knows. The exact opposite of Lando. He's just just doing what he... He doesn't know... He always does a whim at something else of just just having to do something. Um, But there's a bit of his philosophy. I think one line in the solo comic, which I think kind of says a lot about his development, is um, he says, The way I look at life uh, has always been simple. You can fight, you can run, or you can die. And I, I think that. that's the way he's been looking at the world probably since the end of Solo. 
right? Yeah. This idea of, and his, his, he's been moving or shifting from that moment to empire from running to fighting, right? And mm-hmm. then if you think about yeah. the climax of A New Hope, that's when his brain switches over from running to fighting, right? Because mm. he runs and then my mind, Chewie always convinces him to come back, but he comes back <laughs> to fight, right? Which is his yeah. first time ever coming back to fight really yeah. or something so anyway and that goes back to the, the kind of harder gold mentality that's that's going on with that character i mean he's yeah. like he he is always going to serve the greater good he's always going to go you know protect his friends from danger he's always going to go do the right thing at the end of the day because you know i think there's something eating him eating him up inside if he does the wrong thing so it's 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 fascinating to see that some kind of swashbuckling criminal smuggler is always looking to do the right thing at the, at the end of the day so that's yeah. kind of cool yeah, but it's, yeah, he has all this other evidence that sort of, I mean, he does seem to have a heart of gold. We know, mm-hmm. I mean, his attachment to Chewie is pure and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he always mm-hmm. treats Chewie so well. And he's, you know, just because Chewie feels, hangs out because he feels like he owes Han his life, Han never takes advantage of him for it. And, um, or, you know, never overtly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see sort of older Han in the sequel trilogy. And, you know, he's still, you know, whatever falling out he had with, with Princess Leia, you know, he he's out there smuggling again. He owes money all over the galaxy. Right. He's swindling people. He doesn't really seem to care much about his crew that just got eaten by Wrath Tars. Yeah. Um, and or, you know, or really the the other people that he's swindling. But um, but, you know, so he picks his spots for people to care about. He's not he's not Gandhi by any stretch no. of the imagination. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's a. He's a total con man and salesman, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, in uh, in A New Hope, when he first meets Obi-Wan and Luke, he says, you know, he can outrun Corellian Star Destroyers. And then in the very next moment, <laughs> Greedo sits down with him and mentions that he was caught by a Star Destroyer and they boarded him. And he goes, yeah, you know, yeah, even yeah. I get boarded. You know, he's just, yeah, yeah. he's just kind of, he knows what people want to hear. Yeah. And he plays to that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, that's one big, you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah. And it is sort of funny though, like when you think about the, the trilogy of, uh, or the trinity of uh, Lando, Chewie, and Han. Han's the dumbest one. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. never really... Yeah. I mean, even though Han seems to be the Captain Solo, like he seems to be the one out front um, just sort of getting it done and in charge, he's easily the dumbest one, which yeah. is, is sort of a good sort of turn there. But, you know, he's he's fearless, right? Yes. right. Unafraid, and, you know, when he... You know, I don't want to speak for you, buddy, but, like, when they, you know, they go down to Endor, and he's, you know, he's the first general they tap to do this you know lunatic mission yeah. to raid a you know i always feel like that's just because he's like you said he's fearless he's the only one that would have volunteered because no offense to han he i don't think he's the most distinguished yeah uh general or even best because his best advice in that whole thing is i don't know fly casual right <laughs> that's, his order. that's, 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 that's the general's that's order which is one of the best lines in star wars so history good. but coming from a general not know what you want to really yeah. hear yeah. It, and it is sort of ironic he you know, he doesn't believe in the force and, you know, he's like, Oh, I've never seen anything that suggests that yeah. there's anything like that. But if there's ever a character that is a, a leaf floating yeah. on the river of the force, yeah. it is Han. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot of that next week. And uh, I really look forward to see a couple more right. formative moments for him and seeing sort of why, why is he that weird character that like yeah. really loves his friends so much and will die for them right. or risk his life. Um, but then on the other side is sort of trying to swindle his way through life. Yeah. At the same time. I mean, as much as we say Han's not the smartest character, he is really experienced. He's like a seasoned, experienced yeah. character yeah. in yeah. the original trilogy. So it's going to be interesting to see Solo a Star Wars story where he's not experienced yes. and kind of just... <laughs> and dumb. No, sorry. Yeah. 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 He's got those three step smarts or book smarts. Yeah. yeah. But well, it, it, yeah, go for yeah, it. I mean, I was also thinking of uh, The Force Awakens where yeah. he's like, you're, you're going to make your landing approach at light speed? Yeah. And he's like, I never ask any questions until after <laughs> yeah. I do it. Yeah. And like that... I mean, I mean, that makes yeah. sense for 25-year-old or 18-year-old uh, Han as well. It's sort of like, well, we'll mm-hmm. just go after this and just make it work. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, Ben. You kind of mentioned this idea, which I never thought about, the fact that he got pretty much his entire um, crew slaughtered by Rathars. <laughs> right. Which yeah. I'm like, I used yeah. to have a bigger crew. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's what that means. I know what that meant, but I never really processed it. But then yeah. he latches on to Ray. Almost immediately. immediately. Right. And somewhat to Finn. Not yeah. a lot, but I think he likes how much Finn annoys him. Like, I think he <laughs> likes being annoyed by someone again Good in deal. a weird way. Yeah. Uh, Did you just call me Solo? 
<laughs> and his disdain for droids, which is right. sort of like also there. But he's like, move ball. And that yeah. all goes that goes back <laughs> to C3PO, right? Yeah. yeah. C3PO oh, totally. is always interrupting him whenever there's yeah. a problem yeah. with Falcon. <laughs> yeah. I love that like everyone adores uh BB eight except for Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> move ball. Yeah. <laughs> and then we know there's a you know, a new storyline with T2LC in the, the new books where he's hired this they, this yeah. nanny droid essentially oh, and right. he cannot stand Dude. this droid yeah. or, i know it just wants to make him a cup of coffee yeah. and he's like literally <laughs> yeah. just like you need to give me some space yeah. right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, fun good times and then um i, I thought a really cool line I, th- uh, I think he tells it to young ben in uh is it lost stars or is it aftermath he, he it's kind of this little lesson he says you know sometimes doing the right thing isn't always about going in a straight line it's from one of the books hmm. but um i thought that was a kind of interesting quote from him and uh ben definitely does not go in a straight line. no no <laughs> takes a pretty far yeah. hard right turn also when he shoots at vader and empire oh yeah i awesome. love that uh, moment yeah yeah because of course it's like, just kill the guy right yeah, like yeah. you're not gonna send the yeah. you know everyone else is in shocked silence but like hands like well i yep. might not get another shot yep. at this so yep. yeah. here's my dl44 <laughs> yeah makes me think he would go after snoke like if snoke is manipulating oh, yeah. no, his yeah. son i don't oh, know I, yeah no I, I imagine there has to be some little adventure that happened at some point it's, oh i gotta yeah. get this kid yeah but um yeah but uh he's also based off of francis ford coppola Oh really? I don't think. I yeah, I think what? Luke, yeah, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas had, uh, I think, uh, either been on the set or talked to Francis while he was shooting Apocalypse Now, and he was kind of this devil may care attitude, but also hyper intelligent <laughs> and just trying to just get things no done. Kidding. And it's huh. kind of just head first into everything. And I feel like that's kind of where, uh, for, and then obviously Luke Skywalker is kind of the 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 pupil, right? Or yeah. not the the younger brother, right? But the wide eyed farm right. boy, exactly. Yeah. It's Lucas and Coppola, really. Yeah. In, in in an abstract way but um i thought that huh. was really cool a really cool huh. detail that's really cool yeah it makes a lot of sense that makes me i i posted a photo for the for his lucas's birthday of him on the set of of a new hope with um mark hamill and i just had this instantly this thought of i just i'd love to hang out with him like yeah back then lucas or hamill lucas both oh, yeah but like yeah and now that makes me want to hang out like could you imagine hanging out with francis for coppola and, and lucas oh yeah just fascinating the and because yeah. i feel like as you said, Coppola's probably easygoing, whatever, and could probably get Lucas to be yeah, like sort of, to, like yeah. actually like like, like I want to hang out with Lucas if he's had a couple beers. Like that'd be fascinating to me. Totally. Back then. Yeah, that whole zoetrope Amblin Lucasfilm yeah. crew, like oh, so cool, like, so cool. Yeah, all those coolest. old photos of them just are like, the coolest. Though. Yeah, putting together model sets and creating landscapes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty great. I, you know, I never thought about that, but you're so right that like the one that Lucas identifies with most is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and and Mark Hamill specifically right. because it, I mean it's such a perfect and yet curious uh, casting job there. Yeah, because he's like he's a nerd. He's a yep. He's a comic book nerd before there were comic book nerds. Yeah. you know, and and Lucas identified with that and was like, you're the guy, man. Yeah. yeah, get to Tashi Station, buy your power converters, and get back here and make a movie with me. You're gonna be the best. Yeah, yeah. And if you just think about you know piloting as filmmaking, and Khan is the Coppola. He's been he was a filmmaker you know for longer than George was, and Tom yeah. George had a had to uh, taught, yeah. taught him the ropes and all that stuff. So definitely see that there. Um, I remember you know in Empire when he when Han says you know I'll, I'll see you in Hell when he rides out in the Tauntaun. I sure <laughs> do. I thought that was the first time Hell was said in Star Wars, but Uncle Owen says yeah. it. You know, New Hell, you know, yeah. Hell to pay, right? I was or like, you... all, right, all right, cool. Oh yeah, they'll yeah, be Hell, but, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be hell to pay. I yeah. also rewatches and those that. Wow. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. There is but Hell is... in the galaxy, and it's yeah. called Mustafar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know piloting skills um, yeah. not to be overlooked. I mean, again, this mm-hmm. this Han Solo. Um, miniseries from marvel is just it's it's a race it's literally it's he's just he gets involved with a race for the rebellion right and so it's just fun watching that character figure out how to do stuff and everyone just freaking out around him and he just has complete confidence whenever he's behind the wheel <laughs> of of it for the most part and so you know we've only seen the previews of solo um but it's gonna be real fun to see the difference between lando and han piling that ship really. yeah yeah. definitely absolutely i can't wait to see that yeah. i mean we they've already sort of teased that where yeah. it's sort of you know you've got two sets it'll be end up being three sets of drivers too because i guess kira will probably be in the co-pilot seat for a minute sure hmm. yeah um but uh yeah interesting yeah. can't wait 
Can't wait. It's going to be sweet. What do we think about Han's career post Return of the Jedi, where he's the kind of new? In, he's in charge of the the New Republic's right. pilots commission. Yeah, bored yeah. to death by. by yeah, doing it, I'm bored yeah. hearing about how bored he is with that. But like, because yeah, like, I just every time I hear, I'm like, oh, that's so not what he would right. be doing. Mm-hmm. And ugh, yeah, but I see him in a starfighter hangar, pretty comfortable, and like yeah. maybe taking a sort of mentorship role with some of those, you know those people and really and making it work i think it was aftermath he actually he was in charge of some race right it was like another oh, another yeah. uh but it was a competition between yeah. starfight starfleet academies or starfighter academies yeah and, um and i guess he was he was officiating it by uh the end of um the end of that series the aftermath yeah. series but uh i think he he had he had won a few you know a few races in there too, but I could see, you know, that the new, um, I, whatever it was insinuated that Leah's, uh, mercenaries essentially were being taught by Han yeah. um, as well. So he wasn't just a bureaucrat, yeah. um, which I'm sure would drive him no. crazy. Like I can't imagine Han behind a desk somewhere. No. <laughs> Even for five minutes. Yeah. And they, they showed in last shot him sort of yeah. like at mm-hmm. a, what it, what it's like to see him in a boardroom and like at a yeah. meeting and you yeah. can imagine he's just like, just wants floor. to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm not fighting or fleeing right yeah. now. I would rather be dying. Yeah. <laughs> and let's go way back uh, to solo Star Wars story in his younger days. Uh, if, if Alden's doing three movies, like, do we? Where do we think we're going to go with Han after this one? Do you think we're going to get Sonastaros? Do you think we're going to get to explore more of his life as a smuggler on his own and the Jabba introduction? And was he always working for Jabba? Or was there someone else? Like I, I imagine he's been entangled with criminals all his life, right? So right. That I'm super excited yeah. to see more stories uh, from young Han. So yeah. I'm, I'm too. I'm, I'm assuming at the end of Solo, we're going to get he's going to be the Han Solo we know. But right. my guess is it's going to be the, the transition through that film. Yeah. So part of my, not fear, but part of my, not even apprehension, part of the thing is that we're, I feel like that movie, similar to like Revenge of the Sith, we're not going to actually have the character we love until right. the last five minutes mm-hmm. of that of that movie. Which mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to be a bad movie. I think it's going to be an amazing movie, but we're not going to actually see Han yeah. Solo until right. the last five minutes. So that'd be fun if you do have another one that takes place afterwards of like we get a full movie Right. Of Han Solo, Han Solo. Mm. Well, if we get Lando next, I mean, would Han would still be in it, right? Yeah, like, I would think. In theory. Yeah. I mean, but they, I mean, if they're just meeting in this, then yeah, maybe it's yeah. like, oh, hey, buddy, I've got another job. Or maybe it's more cameo-like, yeah. you know? Oh, cool. They really, fo- I mean, I would imagine they would all be in the same time period because that's sort of a void time assume. period. And, yeah. right, and they've got yeah. the actors, you know, at the right ages yeah. and all that stuff, but. Oh, though you did bring up an interesting point. See, this is this is what happens. We're talking about we're talking about Han and something. I'm like, well, no, you just said Lando, so I want to talk about Lando for ten yeah. minutes. Um, but Lando's timeline is a little more open ended, right? Because we don't see him until Empire, right? And we get, yeah. and so we could have a really interesting concurrent storytelling with Land, what Lando's doing during the events of A New Hope during the rebellion. Yeah, hmm. which would be cool. fascinating to be like him just doing whatever in the background. And actually, we get that, I think, in a certain point of view. Mm. There's like one of the last stories is Lando in a bar hearing about the destruction of yes. the Death Star. Yes. So it'd be right. kind of fascinating to have that be like the end of that thing going, oh, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not realizing how, how soon he's going to be pulled into that whole world. But it's sort of interesting because that could lay the, you know, the foundation for what's going to happen in nine. And not, I mean, obviously, it would have to be put out before nine, which seems not but not necessarily Mm. um but because it's sort of like well maybe what he the activities he was doing would lay the groundwork because it was it's kind of the same thing right it was like while a rebellion's going on and there's a you know an uprising what what's going on in his life so maybe he makes opposite decisions back then Mm -hmm. maybe he's like all for himself during the first rebellion but you know then yeah now suddenly when he gets the call from crate he's like all right i need to make a difference that you know i'm at the right. same crossroads and i didn't make the right decision then but i'll make the right decision now yeah there's definitely going to be if he's in nine there's definitely going to be some exposition or explanation for why yeah. why he's only showing up now yeah absolutely yeah. i just yeah if if han and lando are working together in this film i would love to see a film where they're just total enemies like oh yeah be really Ooh. fun yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah, because you, you know there's there's been a couple falling outs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll that see. Would be cool. that, that'd be great. And then you have to leave it on just somewhat okay term, not great terms, but you have to get to the point where you know Han is mm. somewhat okay coming back to him, but not entirely sure how 
That was going to be welcome. Right. Han's also quite a misanthrope, right? He kind of yeah. just doesn't like most people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and Lando's pretty much his frenemy, right? It's yeah. It's like yeah. rival, right. also a good best friend. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of cool. It'll be cool to see them come together. Yeah. But what do you think the odds are that he actually won the Falcon Fair and Square? I, see, I, I'm going to make a quick... <laughs> theory right now yeah. uh uh i feel like the lights maybe go out for a second and han does something <laughs> oh, yeah. shuffles something around does something i just feel like something's gonna he's happen he's got something up his sleeve yeah, yeah, or he yeah, put yeah. a lot of machinations in in place beforehand yeah. or yeah you know yeah which is crazy to think because he is sort of dumb but he's sort of crazy like mm-hmm. or dumb like a fox no, right he's, he's a scoundrel scoundrels yeah. don't play cards fair <laughs> no that's gonna be great it's gonna be yeah great i'm to see. super excited for this film me too yeah. All right. Well, cool. Um, so we will be releasing this episode um, now. So this is Wednesday and you'll probably be listening to this Thursday morning um, or Wednesday night when it's posted. But from now on, we're going to try and be consistent and we're going to try and get it out on uh, Friday mornings. Um and so you can get that sort of drive time or late Thursday night so that um, you have it uh, Friday morning. Just trying to be a little more professional around here. Um you know, as we're learning um, as we do. Yeah. Um, next week, uh, super excited. We're going to actually just sort of take a microphone and a recorder um, and find someplace quiet after we see the movie together. And um, it will be a spoiler-filled review of what we see um, on a first, first blush. Um, so, you know, get ready for that. There will be spoilers posted on the thing. But yeah. uh, go see the movie and then um, listen to our podcast and... Um, and then uh, join the conversation again. Right. Um, SW Weekly Pod. We're we're looking for you guys to yeah reach follow out. follow or like us uh, at SW Week SW Weekly Pod on Twitter. Uh, we only curate the kind of biggest news stories, and we're really trying right. to find factual news. We're not trying to sell you any clickbait or anything like that. So I only follow about twenty people on Twitter. That yeah, are you know high high up top on Lucasfilm. So you're getting a good curated list of news on that nice. uh, Twitter feed yeah super great um yeah we, we want to hear um some more from you and like random questions and and see what you're listening to um so that'll be great we're on the on the gram at the star wars weekly um and uh yeah so we're out there and um, we want to hear from you and um, thanks very much for listening again and we will get at you next week um after just watching solo another star wars movie so super great Uh, Take care and uh, may the force be with you.